So, once we get to the South Pole, then what happens? You will open an ancient spirit portal. I'm sorry, what now? At the South Pole, there is a portal that connects our world to the spirit world. But it has long been closed. And that's why the evil spirits are attacking? There are no evil spirits. There is light and dark in them all. But when they're unbalanced, the darkness takes over. If you can open the portal in time, balance will be restored. What do you mean, in time? There's a reason the Glacier Spirits Festival ends on the winter solstice. And that's when the spirit world and the physical world are close together. Only then can the Avatar open the portal. The winter solstice is tomorrow. Exactly. And we can't afford to wait another year. Welcome to the Ember Island Podcast. This is a show where two fans of Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra talk about every single episode. I'm Leslie. And I'm Barbara. And today we will be talking about Book 2, Spirits, Chapter 2 of The Legend of Korra. This is The Southern Lights. So before we begin, do you want to talk about spoilers? Yes. So this... So this podcast assumes that you have watched every episode of Avatar The Last Airbender, but you might not have seen every single episode of Korra. Therefore, we are only going to spoil spoil Korra up to book two, chapter chapter two. So moderate, moderate spoilers ahead, but a lot happens this episode. Yeah, we get some... Um interesting lore bits that i liked i still don't really like Hora <laughs> right now mm-hmm. um i like the setup of what's going on with the family vk at the southern air temple right now yeah uh yeah I... without giving too much away it's really hard to talk about. <laughs> like knowing where it goes yeah so um i want to give this this episode such high praise because unlike other episodes I have seen, I enjoyed all of it. There wow. Were, yeah, yeah. There were no parts that I that I was like, wow, I hate this. Why is this here? I enjoyed all of it. So I am I am just really happy. Sweet. Um, I think my main problem with this episode just has to deal with Cora's attitude. It's just Oh, oh yeah, no. Yeah, um Cora. Cora is a is a is a brat and like I and I didn't like the way that she treated her dad. I don't that like how was... she treated everybody in this episode. I don't know. It was like specifically her dad that just yeah, know, gave yeah. me feelings. Yeah. Your dad loves you. What we'll are you there. doing? Yeah, we'll get there. But on the whole, yeah, I, I these so this episode actually aired at the same time as um Rebel Spirits, the first episode of book two. Wait. Really? Yeah, they did. <laughs> sorry. So, no, so, like, okay. I'm sorry. Now I'm like, that's a problem. The reason why it is a problem for me is it's because the first episode ends where, like, you don't, you, you don't know if, if, like, the uncle is actually evil or not. 
But the second episode ends with you 100% knowing that. So why are you going to do that if you are airing both of them together with, like, just a commercial break? No! I mean... Come he's on. pretty obvious. He's pretty obviously evil, uh, anyway. So like, might as oh well yeah, no, a hundred percent. Although I did not expect them to throw out that he that he was evil so soon. I thought it would take until at least episode four. Yeah, but if you look ahead and you see that the next two episodes are called Civil War, <laughs> you're probably like, oh. Hmm, maybe. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> is, it a, uh, is it a civil war? If if they are both autonomous nations, isn't it just war with a common culture? <laughs> yeah. Uh, because No, because both of them have separate governments. Like like a um uh, um uh, both the southern and the northern water tribes are like fairly autonomous. It it isn't okay it's civil war i don't know <laughs> yeah that but anyway okay <laughs> but yeah so the when the season first aired it was a they've aired the first two episodes together so, <laughs> so now i can say that i'm not happy about everything that happened in this episode <laughs> because with that context like come on <laughs> i think at the time it aired i I was fine with the two episodes together. I was like, I wasn't digging Cora as a character all of a sudden, but like, you know, I figured, well, it's the first, first two episodes and you know, there's plenty more to come. Yes. So yeah, that's what I judged it by. And that's what I'm judging yeah. this by. So I like 99% of this episode. <laughs> yeah. So to summarize what this episode is, according to the Netflix summary, on a journey to the South pole, Cora and Unalak travel through a dangerous whirlpool and find a source what? of spiritual energy. <laughs> they don't like go through a whirlpool. They went through a blizzard, not a whirlpool. Uh, yeah, and then they don't even say a word about the fact that Tenzin and his family go to the Southern Air Temple, and Jinora's yeah. like, since there's a disturbance in the forest. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, what about all of the other people that were there, too? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, no. The Korra the crew plus adults and the yeah. creepy and the creepy twins who I love. <laughs> yeah, I love the twins. Oh, they are my favorite. <laughs> and I, I think I wrote down everything that came out of their mouth. Oh, <laughs> good. <so>, God. <laughs> All right. So to just jump in here. So I love the recap. Cora turned her back on Tenzin. Like, yeah, she did. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, yeah. We open with those four mysterious uh musical note slash spirits motif that I like. And Cora is pumped for quote spirit fighting. Um yeah, because yeah, she's all about oh fighting. God, she hasn't learned anything. Oh no, and nothing. No. Nothing. <laughs> no. I mean uh, I will talk about it later. Jumping ahead. I love when she like punches the spirit light because that will work. <laughs> right? I wrote that too. <laughs> Like, of course, Cora's gonna try to punch punch it. it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, in a a place where there's territorial spirits who don't like violence of and destruction of their homes in particular, maybe don't punch the thing. Like, yeah, maybe you know, just just a thought. Anyway, God. So (laughs) I will. We will round back to that. But um, but um, but um, at the top, 
they are they are they are talking about how um how Korra has to bring balance between humans and spirits, which I think will be the theme for like this season. Yes, it will. Which is one of the things I like, and at the same time, bums me out about this season <laughs> for because reasons that I won't share right now. Yeah, I'm um, excited for the reasons. Yeah. So she's pumped. Unalak is like, no, it's not really fighting. It's just about spirituality in general. And, uh, quote, saving the neglected South Pole. And the Southern Water Tribe depends on you. So let's get that creepy uncle manipulation going right off the bat. So. Yeah. He sound- the way he talks, it sounds like like colonizers from like the 1700s that are like we have to save these like morally bankrupt civilizations that have a different culture than we do we we like have to bring them jesus basically (laughs) (laughs) we have to save them (laughs) yeah no and it's very well done yeah Okay, so then we got cut over to Tenzin's family approaching the Southern Air Temple, and it looks gorgeous. Uh, clearly, it's been uh, kept up with monks. Con- yeah, there are but, yeah. people there. Mm-hmm. I guess. Well, they have like Air Nation acolytes these days. So, I mean, Air Temple Island had some of these people too. Oh. So, like people who just live the lifestyle. So, I guess it's kind of similar here. Well, well, yes, but I just wasn't. I wasn't expecting it, and I am just really happy because I think that Aang would be really happy to see yeah. his 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 people's traditions live on, and just the Southern Air Temple was the first one that we saw in Avatar, and like that was mm-hmm. cold and trip. sad and full of bones yep. and actual and this, bones, <laughs> actual bones, and this is just people have been cleaning it it and it just looks so much happier and it mm-hmm. and, and it looks like it's full of life i mean um yeah um it's cool when, to see in what it's probably former glory was like yeah it, it's just of years ago it, it's just really nice mm-hmm. yeah so looks great and uh they get there yeah so it's been kept up by some air nomad acolytes who are also just like rabid diehard air <laughs> nomad fans i guess oh yeah, <laughs> they fam- give, yeah they, fan boys fan girls all over yeah they, they give tenzin and pama um gifts tenzin gets a <sighs> an ancient airbender he- head shaver i don't oh know how God. that thing works what it's um, just like it, razors attached to a circle <laughs> it, it's like attached to a like mobile that 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 you would put over a child's bed oh my god which like turned me but, but also, at the top, there is a propeller, so it's so yeah. air-powered. Um, I'm like, I don't know if I trust somebody putting that on my head. And oh, um, God knows what what the Zero percent. And no. I love, and, and I love how Tenzin does not say thank you. He's, no, he's like, like uh, oh, oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is a mood. Oh, 100%. Just what? Oh, my God. Uh, all right, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And then um, um, they gift all of the flowers from the mountainside to the mother of the next generation of oh airbenders. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, Congratulations, right? baby maker. Here you go. Yeah. Gross. 
Yeah. And the poor lemurs who inhabit this place are already being tortured by poor Mila. <laughs> by Mila. Yeah. Pokey the lemur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> poor Pokey. Pokey just wants to get the hell out of there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then uh, the apparently the acolytes didn't know Tenzin had siblings and are very rude about it. Yeah, which... <laughs> Which is very weird, actually. Yeah, wouldn't right? you? Wouldn't Nobody you knew Tenzin had sip. What? Yeah. Like, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you know that Aang had two, two like older children first that weren't Airbenders, and then like Tenzin was the third and was a Airbender. Right. That seems like something you would know. It feels like some common knowledge, just a little bit. Like, I don't know, but wouldn't they know everything about the past Air? Airbending avatar, airbending nation Maybe? avatar. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, um, so it was, yeah. but yeah, so they get excited thinking that they're also airbenders, and they're like, "No, we're not." And, yeah. and then the person's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." Damn. Oh no, but buff before that, they ask for help to get their bags off of, <laughs> yeah, off of the sky bison, and, and then like the person there's like, "Sorry, I thought you, I." I thought you were the servants. Like, yeah. Wow. wow. Also, like, um, Air Nation, did they have servants? Probably not. No. That doesn't seem like a thing they would do. Yeah, but you forget these people probably just joined up with the lifestyle. Like, they probably didn't grow up in it necessarily. Or maybe they did. I don't know. It's been a couple years since the Hundred Year War has ended. So, who knows? Yeah. But... <laughs> I don't know, uh, but my but my first thought wouldn't wouldn't be that like the embodiment uh of just like Arab Arab bending culture and tradition also has servants. Yeah, that wouldn't be my first thought either. From an, as far as their nomads go. Yeah, because they could just be friends of his. Yeah, Why are you being just rude? Rude, <laughs> just rude. Yeah, because so. they be, be, because they aren't wearing orange. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So they get a great warm welcome. And then we cut back to Cora and the gang all getting ready to go on the trip to the South Pole. Uh, but not before Hot Dad comes to butt heads with Evil Uncle. And yeah, so basically Unalak believes that men like Tonrock have ruined the Southern Water Tribe and has made them susceptible to dark spirits. So... They clearly have a grudge against each other. It gets explained in a, in a minute. And then Bolin rolls up in this sick snow looking mobile. snow sled. Yeah, snow, snowmobile. I forgot the name for it. <laughs> and a cool jacket, courtesy of Eric. And Pabu steals his cucumber kumquat things. <gasps> Pabu's Adorably. inside of the car. <gasps> so cute. <laughs> Pabu's the best. <laughs> I love Pabu. Aww. We all love Pabu. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, so Cora's dad wants to come along with to make sure Cora's gonna be okay Cora's like well dad don't come if you want but don't interfere with my training ugh like, oh, this yeah, is like the like, worst of teenagers like it's not jeez oh, I don't know like you like, know the best I, way I can describe it it's almost like season one Zuko you know what I'm saying but like yes. yeah but like I don't know I guess up to this if we just take book two so far, so these first two episodes, it's just like nothing like enjoyable no about reason, horror right now. There's no reason to be this way. Yeah. Or maybe and, I think the reason why, uh, um, 
spoiled obnoxious Zuko book one works is just because of how Iroh takes it. Like he's so calm and funny by comparison versus when Korra lashes out at everybody, everybody else like rightfully so takes offense to it. And it's just not fun. (laughs) Like, I don't know. That slash, that slash Zuko is also framed as the villain for a lot of book one. So like when, when Korra does like Zuko esque esque things one um um during the first season of avatar uh a zuko throwing a fit or something it was played off as this is a villain who is who is acting out and being a child and this is bad and you and and, like you shouldn't do that yeah or and and also the people that he like did that to like threw things back at him so Mm -hmm. like so like Iroh would like match him with with like all of his quips, just like just 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 like brushing it off. But when Korra does the same things or like very similar things, everyone around her is like tiptoeing or they are cowed by her. Yeah, it's and it's it, not fun, and like it's and it's framed in a way where you're still supposed to like her to follow Korra. <laughs> yes, let's like Korra. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just oh, it's frustrating i don't know why are you uh, like why are you being mean to your hot dad yeah your dad right? just loves you and, and no. like, doesn't want you to go to like the ever storm that is in yeah. the middle of the south pole alone uh-huh like and like how well does she really know her uncle like it seems like they haven't talked in years which yeah. i yeah, which I believe because spoiler alert turns out her dad was banished from the Northern Water Tribe, so they probably didn't go up there very often, or she probably didn't. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know, like <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. I, it's just it's not believable to me as to. I mean, I understand kind of why Cora would buy into what her uncle's saying because he's telling her what she wants to hear. He's giving her the quote responsibilities well, and like a opportunity to fulfill her true potential or what she believes is her true potential but she had that last season and she wasn't a dick so (laughs) oh god (laughs) you know Um, fame isn't everything (laughs) (laughs) cora calm down yeah and then (laughs) bolin has to drive eska and desna in the (laughs) oh no i love it Uh, does the sidecar have have the capacity for two travelers. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like, yeah, but who's driving? <laughs> Cut to. <laughs> well, I just love as good does that they're always in the same pose with the same facial expression the entire time that <laughs> they're in this uh, thing. I it's love hilarious. That. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Bolin's starting to regret his uh, decision to date. Which one? Which one is the one he's dating? Desna or is it as the girl? The girl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> They're the same person. Yeah. But that's that's kind too. of the point. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Eska? Yeah. I want to say it's Eska, but I'm probably incorrect. <laughs> so anyway, the reason why the gang needs to go to the South Pole is because Korra needs to go open a spirit portal that connects the physical world with the spiritual world. The spirit world. And she has to do it in a timely fashion because it's the winter solstice which is when which is a time when the physical world and the spirit worlds are closest together so apparently that's the only way you can open up the spirit portal so uh 
Uh, Unalak also mentions that spirits aren't just like good and evil. They possess both light and dark, but once imbalanced, the darkness can take over. So they need to open the portal in order to correct that balance. Which I find is really interesting because I thought that the spiritual center of the uh, of the Northern Water Tribe was the spirit pond, right? Where the two koi fish were. Yeah, because I, that's what UA told me. I wrote that too. I was like, <laughs> so what is this? So is this like some lore backtracking or? Is this just like another spirit, very spiritual area? Because it seems like this is like the spiritual area, at least in yeah. So and I, I don't know. It I seems it seems strange. Contradicts that, a little bit. Yeah, it seems strange that there would be like one spirit pond that is in a warm area, away from everything, really close to the city. And then there's a second one further away where the same thing is happening. In the northern water tribe. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. It's, it's yeah, that part's weird. I think, uh, I know a common criticism that gets thrown on book two is that it retcons a lot of the lore regarding the spirits in the spirit world for a lot of people. Boo. I am not, that, honestly, that is not one of my problems with this book. Like, I don't really take too much issue with that. Because in many respects, if you think about how the spirit world is and spirits are defined in the first show it's very very loose like there aren't oh, yeah. really any rules there are no rules well, defined it's basically them. there is a spirit world there are no bathrooms yeah there are no bathrooms in the spirit world <laughs> you, you have to meditate to get in or get kidnapped by a panda monster <laughs> um yeah there's not really too many defined rules in here I, I think the season lays a few more rules as to how the spirits operate which I personally don't have a problem with. I know other people do, and I, I kind of under, I understand where they're coming from, but I'm not one of those I mean, people. So there can be multiple like levels of spirits. Yeah, that, and I think it's also important to remember that a lot of the things that we hear about the spirits, aside from the times where Ang goes in there, is quote myth. It's considered myth. so. Like people are telling these stories. Like when UA talks about how. They believe that the the moon and the ocean spirits were the ones who gave them water bending and how like the they would like push and pull the tides and then humans would learn how to do it themselves. That's everything. Like that that's a story that gets passed down and changed like a game of telephone as the years go by. That's what myths are and that's what they do. And that's why there's so many different interpretations of like Greek mythology and Roman mythology and like all these different uh culture mythologies across cultures and nations and stuff in the real world. So <laughs> yeah, like I think it's important to add with a grain of salt that like not everything, not every element of the spirit spirit world in this case is necessarily verbatim because a lot of it was hearsay or just storytelling that got passed down in each of these nat- nations. So Oh yeah, absolutely. I think so um and we can talk about it later, but I think that both things can can be true. I don't mm-hmm. think that um, that um, that um, one mythology technically precludes another mythology. I think that 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 like all of those different di- different types of, of animals could have led people 
to learn how to bend. I mean, Toph learns how to bend from badger moles. Uh, and, and, um, and, um, and, um, just because there, there might be another, like, explanation for, for where other people learned how to earthbend, that doesn't mean that, like, the badger moles couldn't have also taught people how to bend. You know what I mean? Yeah. There, 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 like, doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be one, one answer. And this world is so large. Yeah. That it makes sense that there's multiple things going on here Mm -hmm. multiple stories multiple sets of spirits that are that are doing really neat things yeah and i'm setting this up now because i think we're going to be talking about this debate a lot more when we get to beginnings specifically Mm -hmm. those two episodes because i know that doesn't sit right with a lot of people (laughs) but i'm not one of those people (laughs) so just set it up so we can talk about it further in context later so uh yeah, so let's assume for today that the South Pole is like the most spiritual spot in the Southern Water Tribe, and similarly, the Northern Water Tribe has something identical to it. And yeah, so she's got to open this portal, but they can't afford to wait another year for reasons that I know why he says that. And I think you might. Because he's evil. I mean, yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, sure, there's that. Um, and for other reasons I can explain later. So, yeah. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty sure it's because he's got an evil plan. <laughs> yeah, th- that is definitely it. It also has to do with the specific event and things that are Ooh. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Is there another comet, but, like, this one's blue, so it's a ice comet? <laughs> well, like, comets are actually made of ice, so, like, um, the whole, like, Sozin's comet making, like, fire bending stronger. That is, like, oh, that is, like, a whole nother thing. Magic comets mean fire, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Never mind, never mind. Um, but, um, but um, yeah, I am, I am pretty interested to kind of see where this like timeline goes. Yeah. So um, at this point, the gang is gathered around the campfire to sing their campfire song, C A M P F R E S O N D song. Before that, I loved the little, the little brotherly moment between um between Mako and Bolin. like driving. Well, yeah, Bolin is driving next to Mako, looking just sad because he because he wanted one on one Eska time. I I looked it up. The girl is Eska. Is Eska okay? And um and um and um um with with that, Mako says something something like snippy, and yeah. Bolin's like, "Go away, Mako." Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Which is also one of the reasons why I like this episode because Bolin has things to do. Yeah, Bolin's- or he's got a plot going on. <laughs> it may not be necessarily the A plot, but it's funny. <laughs> yeah, no. It he is doing funny things, but it doesn't feel cheap. It feels like this has been really well planned and really well storyboarded. Yeah. That and like I like Mako right now. Yeah, Mako is not being a dick. Great. No, I mean, maybe just because Cora is a bigger dick by comparison. Oh, Cora is so terrible. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, Mako that, just that had funny. to get his kisses in. Once he gets his kisses in, then yeah. like Mako's super chill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, they're all gathered around the campfire, and uh, yeah, I, what Bolin thinks they're gonna—he's gonna get a scary story about the spirits. 
Oh. And uh, Ezka's like, don't worry, I will protect you, my feeble turtle duck. Oh, love her. <laughs> love it. Right. So, um, so um, they start they start talking about how um how um they are going they are going to the South Pole, uh, to open a portal to the spirit world, which. I don't know, guys. That sounds bad. Gosh. I don't think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, random. I meant to say earlier, es- Eska is voiced by um, Audrey Plaza from yes, Parks and Rec. Because of course I she is. so. Of I course she so. is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was bugging me. I'm like, she's giving me Aub- Audrey Plaza vibes, but I don't know if it's actually her in it. Yes, it is. I thought so. Um, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed just her... Her deadpan delivery. If you ever, if you ever want to see like the best hosting of any type of type of um, award shows, Aubrey Aubrey Plaza hosts a lot of like the indie film ones, and she's hilarious the entire time. <laughs> it's like deadpan, and it is and it is glorious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so that's great. And yeah, so at this point, Cora, Cora's dad explains why that he has such a beef with his brother and vice versa. And it's because he uh, he left he ended up leaving the North Pole because he was banished. Because like 20 some years ago, uh, Tonrock was a general in the North and the tribe got attacked by barbarians. They tracked the barbarians at like an ancient forest that was believed to be inhabited by spirits and the barbarians thinking we're thinking that because it's like a spiritual place that they're not going to get attacked there but tonrak attacks them anyway and captures the bandits and also destroys the forest in the process which unleashes dark angry spirits on the tribe but Onalak Onalak <laughs> Unalak uses spirit bending to calm the spirits and get them to go back to their destroyed forest and as punishment, Tonrak's dad banishes him, despite, you know, trying to save the tribe. I understand you made a mistake by destroying the forest in the process, but, like, really? Banishment for that? <laughs> but, I don't know. Yeah. Does he have to find the Avatar? I know, right? <laughs> well, I mean, he kind of did, right? He made the Avatar. Oh, so this, this yeah, he had to find the Avatar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, something that I find interesting is that they had barbarians attack the Northern Water Tribe, but all of them are 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 wearing Fire Nation esque outfits. Yeah, which 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 actually makes me think that um that um they are somehow related to the to the to the remnants of the. Of the Fire Nation soldiers that tried to uh, that tried to attack the Northern Water Tribe, like sixty years ago, mm-hmm. <laughs> Be- because otherwise it would not make sense at all why why a group of people would right. attack the city, because it seems like their culture is so insular that that it just doesn't make sense otherwise. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like they had to get him to destroy the forest. Also, why are you destroying this this like magic forest, right? Yeah. I That's mean, weird. well, I understand you need to capture the barbarians before they like attack your city, but 
maybe use a bit more care because you guys mowed that forest down yeah that was pretty bad it's like what were you doing like there didn't seem to be that many (laughs) barbarians yeah also why don't you just use ice to trap them yeah i don't know it it was it did come off slightly irresponsible (laughs) yeah so yeah yeah so anyway that's why he got banished core is pissed i mean i kind of get it I mean, he withheld this from her for And now Cora's a princess. Yeah, but, oh God, again, her attitude just all around across the board well, sucks. So no, 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 she's a literal princess because... Well, yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, she is acting like a entitled princess, not a UA princess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, I can understand her being mad that her dad didn't tell her this, um, but, like... Again, she's just been so unlikable to everybody she's interacted with, whether they deserve it or not. <laughs> it's frustrating. Also, like, his explanation makes sense if you, if you, if you squint that, of course, he doesn't want to share that with his, with his child. He wants his child to look up to him and not think of him as someone that did something so terrible to be banished to the other side of the world. Yeah, but at the same time, she's also like what eighteen now. So, oh, she's eighteen. Ooh. No, I mean she's she's a teenager. Like I feel like that's a fine time to maybe drop this yeah. without possibly yeah. scarring them for life. But yeah, I mean, I think that 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 there's definitely time to have just a normal conversation, especially when your uncle's coming coming down to visit, and they and like. They obviously don't like e- like each other. Wouldn't you want to get on on top of that to give Cora your side of the story before the uncle comes down and can basically tell whatever story he wants to and and, and like spin it the way that he wants to? Yeah, I don't know. That it's might just be the that that might just be the 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 Slytherin in me. Um, <laughs> um, some. Something else that I find interesting about this whole conversation is that um, um, they 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 uh, they talk about how spirits have both light and dark in them, and that and and that when a spirit goes bad, when it when it goes purple, um, um, darkness basically takes over. Yeah, and and I find that interesting. Mm-hmm. I I I don't specifically know why that is important yet, but we'll see. Yep. So then we cut back to the Southern Air Temple, and everybody's checking out the statue room, which is awesome. And Janora's looking at specifically Aang's statue, which is cool. He got a good statue. Mm-hmm. And oh, we also see like we could also. You could also spot Roku's statue. I think I saw Kyoshi's statue. You could see um, Avatar Korok, the mm-hmm. water bending avatar yep. before Korok. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you see some cool statues. And then Janora senses a disturbance in the forest, I wrote. <laughs> she, yeah. she just like senses something that, like behind her, kind of, and the camera zooms out and tilts <laughs> for yeah, a hot second. Gen- yeah, Janora basically feels a spirit presence because um um she seems to be well uh well um, first um um she is the oldest child but also she seems to be the one that 
is studious enough to really care. Yeah. About <laughs> Can you imagine um, if Milo heard the <laughs> heard the disturbance in the forest? Oh yeah, no. <laughs> No, Milo would just pirouette away. Oh, dear God. <laughs> or airbending ball away. Oh, yeah. 100%. Uh-huh. Um, so, So I yeah. think that it is, that it is really interesting. Mm-hmm. So then we cut back to the gang and uh, Tonrock is chatting with maybe Cora, I think. I don't remember who he's talking to. But Tonrak basically believes that the spirit and physical world should remain separate. Therefore, she shouldn't open the portal. And yep. it's not like this is a totally taboo thought because, uh, I mean, as previous avatars have done, like, they've kept the balance between the two, but they've never, like, merged yeah. the two or anything like that. Yeah, I- so. I mean, the fact that Aang didn't fix this problem when the when the problem happened between the a hundred year war and now means means that there might have been a reason why he like didn't just open up the the like southern water water tribe spirit spirit portal guys. Maybe this is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah so Cora is arguing against it and she says it's the first time that she can actually live up to her full potential which is weird right yeah a little bit I, I'm like you mean she wasn't before I don't I know, know. Uh, basically Cora's job is to be the bridge between the spirit world and the human world and she says that but the way she says it's strange <laughs> I don't know. It's it's just a little odd to me. And like again, like the fact that she turned down Tenzin for in such a mean in such way. a rude way. Yeah, like even though Tenzin was basically gonna teach her the same stuff at the end of the day, albeit at a slower pace than she would like, I, which I think is her problem. She's impatient. <laughs> uh, I mean, then Cora's. Cora's all about learning the weird spirit dance so that she can punch spirits. I mean, that is yeah. what's going on. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I do, I like the lore idea of, like, peaceful spirits being the ones who light up the, the night to create the northern lights. I find like, that's that a great beautiful. Idea. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that's a really cool idea. And uh, Unalak talks about how the South used to have the southern lights, but the South got thrown out of balance during the Hundred Year War, and while the Northern Tribe helped to restore them physically, they were unable to help them restore spiritually. And yeah, which in that time span, with yet again, um, it's probably bad to bring back the lights because because didn't do it, and like <laughs> his wife lives there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guitar's chilling. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I am I I am doing some like Nancy Drewing here. Yeah. Like pretty sure I, it's bad. It's, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm missing some tea. <laughs> uh, that's it. I I really do want to check out the other comics that take place after the first show at some point when oh, I have yeah, a hundred percent. Like, yeah, like I only really read the like the Zuko heavy ones and like I know there was one where like Sokka and Katara go back to the Southern Water Tribe to help like rebuild, or there was like a conflict going on that they had to help address and stuff like that. And yeah, just other things. 
going on that mm-hmm. I just didn't read about. So I need yeah, to check those but, out at like, some point. But um, we had to read the the one that involved Ursa. So I mean, duh, <laughs> that's all the one anyone had to read. Oh, God. The cliff. Um, the cliffhangers there were the most cliffiest of hangers. Uh, uh, they were. They were. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> yeah, no spoilers. <laughs> so then at this point, the gang gets ambushed by a bunch of dark spirits. And yeah. uh, they they go into the storm, which is called the Everstorm, which <laughs> is the most badass name <laughs> ever. <laughs> uh, yeah. The Everstorm. Yeah, which I think is... Uh, it is it is things like that that make me really love YA YA fantasy. <laughs> I was gonna say that I was like, it sounds like something that I would hear in a YA fantasy novel. Shadow and Bone. <laughs> yeah. The Everstorm. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> so no, Everstorm is something from the Golden Compass. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the gang gets attacked. They managed to fight them off, but they ultimately lose their equipment in the process. And <laughs> Eska and Desna don't even bat an eye. Plus, they also have cool ice skate things as they skate yeah. down. Uh, so- Bolin, <laughs> Bolin's jacket somehow, I don't know, inflates him. And yeah. he's like, can someone please deflate me? And Desna just uses ice spikes on him. <laughs> yeah. Before that, though... The way that Bolin and Desna get into this situation is that when all of the spirits are are just physically attacking people, a spirit goes in to his to his snowmobile and oh, yeah. causes it to go out of control, which is really interesting. And I am really excited for the future where where like the where like the 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 big daddy mechs plus like the spirits come in to play. <laughs> I am just, I am just really interested with the, with like the like clash between spirits and technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> after Bolin is deflated, <laughs> Tonrak. So funny. Also, so funny. Thank, okay. Thank God. Pabu was standing on top of, the, in, the oh god, in, yeah. The inflated jacket, or else I would have had a. Heart oh my attack. gosh, she could have been skewered. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. 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 During that fight, also, Cora tries to emulate what what um um what um her uncle does to to like spirit bend soothe soothe them, but it but it fails. Yeah. Uh, because she doesn't really know the background of it. She's just emulating the movements. Hmm. Good effort, though. And at this point, Tonrock, understandably and rightfully so, wants to abort this mission because we're in the middle of a freaking blizzard with no equipment and no supplies. We are in the Everstorm. Yeah. And we go back. No food, (laughs) no supplies, no uh, flash grenades, none. So, yeah. And then Cora just kicks out her dad because she sucks. Oh, my God. He says, we're leaving. She says, no, dad, you're leaving. <sighs> Oof. Ugh. God, she's insufferable. And then he just leaves? Yeah, and then he leaves. See, this is why it sucks. Because, again, like, there's no pushback. Like, if this if this were, like, Zuko saying this to Iroh, yeah. Iroh would make some witty comeback or be, like, yeah. super calm about it and just, like, 
brushing it off yeah. like it's nothing that's I played mean, for laughs. Here. Remember, no, remember the exact same thing happening where Zuko tells tells like Iroh to leave and then like Zuko runs away doing his whole th- his whole thing. Alone. Yeah, but ultimately it's but framed Iroh is calling him the yeah. entire time. That and ultimately it's framed as if Zuko was in the wrong to push his uncle aside like that. Yes. Yeah. Here this is not the case like I don't I think I'm still supposed to be <laughs> Rooting for Korra because there's no real indication or visual language telling me otherwise. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I am not rooting for Korra, and, and also I found it very strange that like her dad would just be like, "Okay, Mako, take care of her. I'll leave." Yeah, and it's like dad just leave. like between it's just weird because like again, her dad takes it well, similar to how when she turns down Tenzin in favor of her uncle like Tenzin takes it respectfully well and Tenzin break and as a result it's sad it makes it makes Cora look bad (laughs) by comparison because it's like I respect your decision (laughs) all right um yeah yeah so gosh and then we cut to Mako is talking to her dad before he heads out and Mako says that he'll make sure that he protects Cora and stuff and she goes, he goes back to Cora and Cora's like, so what exactly were you and my dad talking about? I'm like, oh my God. You aren't on my oh, side. God. Like he's here with he's you. talking to him. <laughs> like he's, mm. yeah, he's with you. Like, what is this? And yeah, like, again, I feel bad for no. Mako. Like, and geez. Mako says there aren't, there aren't any sides. Yeah. We Cause there's need- not. You need to trust we are here for you. Everyone that everybody has been here for her. Everyone. Uh Uh-huh. They're all there because of her. And she's oh my God. She all all of her all of her friends basically elbowed their way to come with her. Yeah. Dad elbowed her way, elbowed his way to come with her. If they didn't care, they would have stayed. In the Southern Water Tribe village. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So they get to the frozen spirit forest in the Southern Water Tribe. And at this point, she has to go into the heart of the forest and open the portal alone for because reasons. I don't know why no one else can come. Sure. But uh, yeah. So but she's worried about it. Unalak has, has no the, connection to the spirits. Which, which I agree. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> and Unalak's like, I have the utmost faith in you. And Cora's like, wow, I guess I'm just so used to people telling me how to do things that I forgot what it was like to have someone trust in me. I'm like, what? Oh, oh my God, Cora. <laughs> oh, no, the first, the first season, Cora. Remember oh, that? Oh, Remember when they were super fine with you just like going, going to <laughs> avatar island alone to fight amon and just trusted you to fight him even though you were like 16. yeah uh what about last episode when mako straight up says <laughs> that he trusts whatever decision she chooses to make <laughs> regarding who she should train with uh, oh my god what about yeah. even ten even tenzin respects her decision when she rejects tenzin last episode when he said I respect your decision. Yeah, I respect <laughs> your decision. What the? 
she's fucked. Also, like all of the other times that people listened to her and trusted her, and oh. this is the first time someone's ever trusted you. What? What is this? What? What? Why? Oh, okay. I know. Cora is dumb. Oh my god, she Cora, is infuriating right now. And like, I think that like. I still like this episode because I think that Cora's a, Cora's being a being a brat. Um, yeah, but I think that it is a well written brat where it's like she actually believes this stuff, and 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 it feels like. But that's I don't she, think it's well written though, because again. It's like nothing happened. It's it's like everything she went through in the first season never happened. Didn't matter. One. Yeah. And like here, it doesn't feel like it's being framed in a way where I'm supposed to think, like not be jazzed about her attitude. Yeah, that is that is definitely the problem that I am that I am having. Um because it's because it seems like she can be as as just disrespectful and rude to people as yeah. possible like nobody's really fine. calling yeah like nobody's getting angry over how they're being treated by her everyone's just like i respect your decision because you're the advocate because like, they're nice <laughs> but like no one respects her decisions except like now where it's yeah no go off there alone it's it, it makes me feel like like cora believes that she's the victim <laughs> and yeah. that like everyone is against her and like everything is going wrong blah 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 and it and it gives me like it's it is a great regression of her character i think that 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 like her treating people 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 like this and being like this isn't even what she did in like the first few episodes this is really different for her yeah i don't know i just i wish and, the and writers no real explanation for it I yeah don't... and like mm. it would be one thing if i believed that the show was more self-aware about her behavior because then I would see it as more of a deliberate thing, but it really does feel to me like I'm oh. still supposed to side with Cora, despite her being a total pain in the butt right now. Yeah, <laughs> so. I mean, I am, I am hoping, which like that might not happen just because you weren't super jazzed about it, but I am hoping that like within like the next episode or two, Mako just like yells at her for being a brat, and that Somebody she like to. gets over being a brat. But but that might not happen because they aren't treating it like she's doing anything wrong okay, yeah we'll see but it so, is very frustrating it's very frustrating it's it's your main character a main character who i liked last season all of a sudden it's just like 180 back to how she kind of was at the beginning except times 10 i think that <laughs> i i think that there's a difference in um and I'm having a main character that is flawed and having a main character that is insufferable. Yeah, and this I is think, this is the latter. <laughs> yeah, because like we love Zuko so much because there are good moments and bad moments. Mm -hmm. right I'm getting now, none of the good moments. I'm not, yeah, yeah, I'm not getting the endearing moments that I got in the first season from her. 
yeah, I mean, her bad times, you know? We, so. we, uh, uh, we loved the episode with, with like, um, with like um, Katara stealing from the pirates because she <laughs> is just selfish and wants to really learn waterbending yeah. and is, and is also being a brat. And, but again, the, it frame the, the episode frames, frames it. So it she's in the wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but like, like with Cora, it is he makes like, Aang cry. Oh, like, thank you for being, for, for being terrible to me, Avatar Cora. Thank you for, for giving me the opportunity. Oh, yeah. To, like, like experience you being a dick. Right. I, I don't know. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, get pissed y'all. You guys are too uh, polite. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, As always, the more I the more I talk about episodes with you, the more things I find that I'm, I'm like, sorry. Mm. Oh no 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 no! It is because when I am watching it, I don't talk talk or think about it as as um critically as I do when we go over the episode and I look at my notes. Gotcha. <laughs> this isn't this this isn't you making me feel like pessimistic because i still enjoyed the episode everything that happened i was like woo but that doesn't mean that it isn't problematic yeah yeah so um um, my favorite thing (laughs) in the episode happens so um so um so um unalak's like let the let the past avatars help you find find the light in the dark uh so um didn't so, seem like um, they helped. <laughs> no. So um Cora enters this frozen forest and um and um we are just transported to Frozen 2. <laughs> <laughs> Before Frozen Frozen 2 came out. So I'm pretty sure that like Frozen stole from this episode of Cora. So yeah. They already so, had all um, the elements <laughs> No, a hundred percent. Um so like um the wind is howling like otherworldly, and then all of these snake-like purple and red, which are the colors of bad spirits, come up to wrap, to, to wrap Cora up to basically trap her in this frozen wooden forest for, for, for forest fortress Un- until she uses various types of bending fire fire bending and air and air bending to get them away and then she and then she puts up a ice wall to like prevent them from like passing from passing through which is very interesting because why would like a physical thing prevent <laughs> these magic spirits from like going through it i don't know yeah. they like they like, could go through the ground fine what is mm. so which ugh, this sounds bad, but I don't think they are going to do a thing of oh, um, um, all of the elements that like humans humans move are like different from like the natural elements, so like spirits can pass them. I don't think they're they are going to do something like that. I think this is just a hole. Yeah, I think it's a hole. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, that, that is yeah. a thing. Um, uh-huh. And something that I that i that that i found interesting is that i thought the whole like purpose of this like the the the, like frozen wood at the center of the south pole i thought she was gonna use fire bending to thaw the wood but that never happened no (laughs) (laughs) it's just gonna stay frozen forever frozen too frozen Uh, forever 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, spirit portal, it's got spirit in, in the title, but yeah. you know, instead of thinking spiritually about it, you know, as Cora's <laughs> want to do because she, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. yeah. So. That is Cora for you. <laughs> yep. Cora, because she didn't learn anything from book one. <laughs> also, and then like, her, 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 like, second thought was, okay, punching it didn't work. Let me try to set it on fire when, like, this is, this is the southern water, water tribe where, like, people waterbend. You aren't going to try waterbending at first, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, she goes with the fire for, I mean, uh, to be fair, if I had to pick a bending thing and if I'm in the middle of the South Pole, I'd go for the fire, too, because everything's frozen. Like, Well, yeah, but, like. I don't know to like open up this like glowing bubble thing. I w- my my like first guess would be first um do a like spirit spirit hand thinking really hard. Yeah, meditating really hard and then touching <laughs> touching yeah. the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but then like my, my second one is maybe I maybe maybe I can like ice bend water bend it out of the ground. I don't know. Mhm. Yeah, those things don't happen. No, it <laughs> happens at the last minute when she has she's run out of options because she's getting like strangled by the spirit uh, vine things, yeah. <laughs> causing so, the portal um, to open. And yeah, yeah, during this time, we got yes. to my favorite part because my so theory, cool. my my theory theorizing brain started going rampant at the time this episode aired. I got so excited. Um, yeah, so Janora wakes up because she senses that disturbance in the force again, and she goes back to the statue room. And she's drawn to this much older, more rundown statue of an avatar, but she has no idea who it could be. And there's like this kite thing behind him. Who could it be? And it's carved out of wood. Yeah. It is a wooden statue that has somehow survived thousands of years. Yeah. That is magic spirit wood right there. Right? Oh my God. No, no. Okay, my thoughts, which I don't know if they ever say it, but I just need to throw th- this out there. That is a that is a spirit tree from one of the poles that they used to carve in into his effigy. There is like it like it wouldn't make sense of, otherwise. Why 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 this like magic magic wood existed? That's like, interesting. Yeah, I I think that would be really cool. <laughs> That'd be it, cool. Like it means nothing. That is just a dumb detail, but like that is my head cannon. Oh. Yeah, but the detail of its wood versus all the other ones do not look like wooden statues. Tells you no. this thing is old. You don't know whose it is, but they're probably important if Janora is drawn to it. And uh yeah, back like I don't know how much of I can't remember how much of a spoiler or how much how little of a spoiler it was at the time, but like I was freaking out thinking we're going to find out about the first avatar and it's going to be fucking incredible. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I, I got really hyped. I remember going onto Reddit at the time and everyone was freaking out about the statue and it was a good time. <laughs> yeah. It would, it would make sense. She is when she was basically like sleepwalking, she, she was drawn to it so much that like at first she wasn't really cognizant of where she was walking uh there is something spirity going on there is something otherworldly going on and like even though i know 
that there like was a first avatar and and there are episodes happening later on that are, like talk about them oh they're just so good gang <sighs> so good um but even then i would just assume that like this is this is the first avatar or like this is the most important avatar you know like there's like there's something significant about this specific statue that's so different from the rest because every other statue we have seen is made out of smooth stone and this is rough spirit wood mm-hmm. which is which is also interesting because um um although although there is blood bending and also like vine bending and stuff we no one bends wood and, and 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 like wood is something living and it is and, and it's really interesting that out of all of the other statues that are they're, they're all made of made, made of stone which were which were which were probably made via earthbenders this is one that had to be hand carved yeah but it's cool I was so geeking, cool. <laughs> yeah, I was geeking out. I, yeah. The, and remember, these two episodes, the first two episodes aired at the same time. So, like, at this point, Ooh. I was, like, all in on book two. It was like, yes! I don't know what this, what the context of this statue is yet, but it makes me think we're getting some Avatar backstory, and I'm here for it. <laughs> I was so yeah. pumped. So, yeah, I was, like, sold on book two for a bit because of that statue alone. Well, and well, um, yeah, just, like, the in the entire beginning of both of these episodes, it's such a different feeling than um than um than um the first season. It is it mm. is just really Well again, it feels different. like a soft reboot in a yes. lot of ways. I mean to the point where they forgot about any character growth that char- that Cora might have went through. Yeah. And now Mako's good. <laughs> yeah, Mako's like tolerable for now anyway yeah yeah no maybe he will actually be my like fire nation dream boy come on yeah (laughs) does Uh, wait does iroh show up again uh, please uh because i want him to be my fire nation (laughs) um yeah so at this point so when cora opens the portal the statue that starts to glow cool so some connection going on there oh yeah and um yeah so then cora emerges from the forest oh um something that i want to um touch on is that cora yet again just goes into the avatar state by accident yeah (laughs) well was it by accident i don't know it seemed kind of deliberate but like that was her last resort move clearly yeah but it's but it's still weird that she can just go into it when, whenever she I wants. I mean, yeah, she but didn't have also, to work for it. Wouldn't that be her first thought of oh, a glowy, glowy, yeah, yeah. glowy that, that orb was... that looks just like my like glowy eyes? Maybe I should. That's what I was saying. Yeah, I, most people would probably think that, but this is Cora. So punch, punch, punch. Yeah, punch, punch, fire, punch. Yeah, <laughs> air punch. <laughs> so yeah, she emerges from the forest. Everyone's like, "Great job!" Uh, Bolin goes to back. G- yeah, Bolin goes to give her a hug, but not before being stopped into like an ice wall. Love <laughs> it. Why are you initiating? Why are you initiating physical contact with another woman? <laughs> oh my god! Run, Bolin, run! 
And then Cora goes over to Mako and she's like, I'm really sorry for being a total pain. Yeah, don't know why yeah. she is apologizing. Yeah, which like, I'm sure in no you... way, shape, or form she's going to well continue doing for several episodes to yeah, come. I, it, I, like, I, like, I know why she, she is apologizing because she should be because she's been a brat. <sighs> but also, I don't know why she is apologizing now. Nothing... Like, like she, like she did a glowy orb thing. There is a light in the sky, and now she is like, you know what, Mako? I have been a brat. I don't understand this. Well, things worked Except, out the way she wanted them to work out. Therefore, she's willing to be cordial with people again. <laughs> yes, that is the only way that I can explain it. Where it's, you know, Cora was in a bad mood because, like, she had things. She I mean, she she straight up says that she's like, yeah, being being the Avatar is really hard sometimes. Why I was a total horrible person to you. <laughs> oh my god. Maybe I am maybe I am just looking at this with looking at the past with like rose with like rose tinted lenses. But Aang wasn't ever this bitchy. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that's not really Aang's temperament. Aang's temperament is running away from his problems. Oh, yeah, Cora's no. is Aang's is suppression. On yeah. <laughs> Put it in a box. <laughs> Monkey also died. And then I had like a and then I had a outburst and now I'll never think about it again. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I think his equivalent to something like this would be running away in the middle of a storm. Storm? Twice. Uh, yeah, specifically book three, <laughs> when he runs off without telling anybody oh, yeah. where he's going, aka people who really care about him and want to make sure that he's okay, regardless of his, quote, failures that he believes he's made and stuff. And yeah, and runs away on like a raft in the middle of the ocean while it's <laughs> pouring rain. So, yeah. Yeah. Again, for the third time. But again, it's framed in the wrong. It is framed in the wrong. And Aang learns a lesson and moves on from it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, Cora needs a good friend that is like, hey, Cora, you're being a you're being a dick. Yeah, nobody wants to tell her that because they're all too nice. <laughs> Mako Mako's too is too patient now. Yeah. What happened to Mako like when he was first introduced in book one where he was kind of being a butt? Like, but understandably so a little bit. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, who was like, hey, hey, like you are like being like big shot avatar stuff. Well, like I am, I learned from the school of hard knocks. <laughs> <laughs> this, oh this, this scarf is, it's from my dead parents. <laughs> <laughs> I am dating too. a rich girl. <laughs> <laughs> And Bolin's here too. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I miss Mako. This is this bad. <laughs> yeah, no, Mako doesn't really have a personality other than affable boyfriend. Yeah. Nice, oh my nice god. Mako's a Sami now. <laughs> yeah. Mako's a Sami. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> That's bad, Asami. I'm sorry. Yeah. And like Asami's not here. She's not even here yet. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, Asami's doing doing business. Yeah, she's doing business, business, business. Business numbers. Yep. <laughs> All right, so at this point, the gang returns to the Southern Water Tribe, and they notice a giant fleet of, nor of Northern Water Tribe ships <laughs> approaching the Southern Water Tribe. And Kor's like, uh, what's up? <laughs> and 
Unalak's like, oh, there's more work to be done before our tribes are truly united. And everybody in the audience is like, yeah, duh, he's evil. But then Corey's just like, eh, okay. And then it cuts to black. Yeah, um, military, military dictatorship? Knew it. Yeah, like, nobody's freaking out about this. Everybody looks pretty chill about it. Like, why yeah. is Cora just cool with uh, this? I'm like, yeah, there's a giant fleet. Yeah. Also, um, also, Unalog, wouldn't you want to bring your brother with you to the southern, to the South Pole while all of these ships are going to the village because he's a general and he has war experience and if he is present and, and, and has time to like regroup, they might be able to oust the the forces that are coming wouldn't yeah. i don't know it <laughs> it is a choice also why why are you bringing so many soldiers here to make people pray to the lights in the sky calm down <laughs> oh dear 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 yeah so it's great. Yeah, nothing can go wrong. Proceeds to check title of next episode. Oh, whoops. Civil War? Cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. There's a, a, like a major theme throughout all of the core episodes we have been seeing is like basically old versus new uh, uh, kind of um, tradition versus mm-hmm. versus innovation and technology. And um, and um, this is this is just another side of it, where it's like, where 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 like even the festival where it's where where it's basically a spiritual festival that is that is really celebrating the spirits, versus a carnival that is that is just generally enjoyable by the by the people and a fun time basically what happened to christmas now yeah (laughs) where like christmas isn't isn't so much about about religion anymore it is more about fun (laughs) (laughs) and it and it and one thing isn't necessarily right or wrong yeah and and i am really interested to see how this all plays out mm-hmm. yep so uh on the whole i i think this episode's good minus cora i do like the lore that's being set up here oh it's really cool um it- like in context of the time it came out i was like mad hype by the end of these two episodes more or less from a lore perspective mainly just I yes. mean, that statue glowing it, at all just was like, oh. <laughs> it's uh, really cool. I am really excited to see what happens next. And, and and like these episodes versus the first season, the first season, like um um the first season felt very like steampunk to me, and and like yeah. And, and like these episodes feel very fantasy, even more fantasy than we got in the original Avatar, and and, and I'm just really interested about that change. Like like there's a lot that you that you can do, and I am 
and I'm happy that they're going in a like different direction. Not 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 that I didn't like the other direction, but it's really dynamic and cool, and and I love lore, and I am just really interested. Yeah. So overall, book two is off to a good start, more or less, minus its main character and the animation, maybe. <laughs> so yeah. yeah uh, the animation wasn't so bad this episode because I got used to it. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Um yeah, so it'll be interesting to see where we go with Yay. the rest of book two. So join us next time for a double feature when we talk about book two, chapters three and four, Civil Wars, parts one and two. Eee, excited. Yep. So until yeah. next time, stay flaming. Mm-hmm.